0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.
2: Getting ready to take on Spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. And this is our two on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danette, Dan Patrick's show. Big news with Saquon Barkley, Giants and their running back agreed to terms. It's a one-year deal, still under the franchise tag, worth up to $11 million. So he got a little bit of a bump, and he gets a $2 million signing bonus. I believe that is included in the $11 million. So he's coming in, and he'll be at training camp. There are some incentives in there as well. The incentives, a deal includes $1 million in incentives with an equal amount paid for 1,300 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns, and 65 receptions. Uh, It's a win for the Giants. I don't know if it's a win for Saquon Barkley, but I don't know what other leverage he had. And he didn't strike me as somebody who was going to sit out, so he's going to report to the Giants. We'll talk to Chris Sims of uh, Football Night America, also Pro Football Talk Live. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Talk to him about the situation with the running backs. Josh Jacobs has uh, left the building. He's not in Vegas, not showing up for the Raiders camp. Zach Martin, great offensive lineman for the Cowboys. He's not showing up either. Uh, We'll talk to Brian Harmon, just won the Open Championship in an hour from now. And Fritzie has tracked down Steve Young. The elusive Steve Young scrambled yesterday, got away from the rush, and uh, avoided us. But Fritzy tracked him down. He'll join us a little bit later on. Trade deadline in one week. The only news I've seen is John Morosi, MLB Network. He uh, mentioned the Diamondbacks and the Orioles have done their due diligence with at least kicking the tires on is Shohei Ohtani going to be available. John was uh, first to report that they were willing to listen to offers. Don't know if anybody's making an offer for Shohei Otani, but Baltimore, Arizona, both in the thick of the pennant races here. Baltimore's been one of the more pleasant surprises. Could you see him at Camden Yards with the warehouse out there? That'd be fun. Yeah, just that—that'd that'd be the Otani warehouse out there because he'd wear it out. Oh, you see what I did with that time. Bloop, bloop. Thank you, Tom. You got it. Uh, By the way, the Bloop Bloop t-shirt is available. We got some new t-shirts available. And uh, go to danpatrick.com. If you signed up for the newsletter, as I told you to do, if you hadn't already done it, if you wanted the uh, Watermelon Tailgate Moonshine, it was available yesterday. If you were on the newsletter, we don't have it anymore. It goes quickly. And uh, we'll let you know with the next batch of moonshine. We'll probably be at the end of the summer. We'll uh, keep you up to date on that. I want to thank our friends, our new partners, Keeper's Heart. They are largely responsible for us being able to go to Dublin coming up at the end of August. Keeper's Heart, new and unique style of whiskey that combines the best of Irish and American whiskey, creating the smooth character of Irish whiskey and the bold flavors of American whiskeys. This is award-winning stuff. If you're a whiskey fan, you got to try it. Ask for it. Keeper's heart. Please drink responsibly. Poll question for hour two: We do have a quiz. The number of coaches fired mid-season last year, and a Barbie review by Marvin went yesterday. All right, Seaton. We went with a: If my kid were a star high school running back,
3: would you stay the course or switch positions? This might be a little recency bias, but. Right now 55% uh, would have their kids switch positions. Mm. Makes sense though. I mean if you're forecasting a bit.
1: Yeah, I think I would look at bigger picture, be good in high school, maybe get a scholarship in college, maybe then after that, but get the scholarship, have somebody pay for your education and if you get a chance in the NFL, great. If not, you get a free education and if you're if that's what you're really good at as a running back, I'd I'd have no problem, you know, if you want to try to switch later, but it feels like cornerbacks and running backs have about a five-year window. Marcus Peters was on his way to being a Hall of Famer. I think he was Pro Bowl. I think he was All-Pro, maybe three out of his first four years.
4: Yeah, when he started Kansas City, Marcus Peters in 2015, eight picks, two touchdowns. Rookie of The defensive rookie of the year, second-team All-Pro, Pro Bowl, second-year All-Pro. He had uh, three All-Pros in his first uh, five years. Okay. He was cooking. In, Led the league in interceptions a couple times.
1: And I think he's got over 30 interceptions his first four years. Yeah. Where is he going to now? Raiders. Okay. But it's,
4: the guy's 29. Yeah. A little injured last year, little, the year before.
1: and he's just well, It's a- like Josh Norman. Remember, Josh Norman was a thing with Odell Beckham Jr., the third. It, it just felt like, you know, that guy's great. And then all of a sudden, it's like, where'd Josh Norman go? You know, those Darrell Rivas, you know, defensive backs, that just doesn't happen anymore. But it feels like the cornerback has become that sort of running back of, and let me use you for five years and then uh, be done with you. In
4: 2015, yeah. Josh Norman was first-team All-Pro. Yeah. Two uh, interceptions for touchdowns. He was a big star with Carolina. Signed the big deal with Washington. Never made another Pro Bowl. Yeah.
1: Who are some of the other... Who's going to the, the Hall of Fame defensive backs? Do we have anybody... Uh, trying to think recently where you go, that guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Marv besides Revis, Richard Sherman, maybe? Yeah. Is is Sherman going to go? He'll be close. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, and now that he's in the media, that always helps. But, I mean, that was just a great defense. Is Richard Sherman a Hall of famer?
4: Patrick Peterson? I think he's going. Yeah? His first half of
1: his career was really great. But I don't know what it takes. If I say the first half of your career you were great, is that enough for you to be a Hall of Famer? Or are we grading on a curve when it comes to certain positions? Yeah, Marv. I think it's got to be injuries. Injuries has to stop you. Okay. A la Terrell Davis.
3: Yeah. Like, not you just
4: sign a big contract, Josh Norman style, and just fall off. Not like that. Like, Patrick Peterson drafted by the Cardinals in 2011, 7 out of 7 pro bowls to start his career. Yeah. Okay. He laid so he laid but down how good,
1: many all pros? 3.
4: Okay. Which is that means you're on the
1: cusp. That's the difference. You can go to the pro bowl, but if you're an all pro then that's different. Uh who's our defensive back with the Rams? Uh Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Hall feels, of Famer? Yeah. Is he? You know, he was great. I mean, he's got to be close. Right.
4: I got Jalen Ramsey, three-time All-Pro, okay, six-time Pro Bowler, and he's only 28 years old.
1: Yeah, but it feels like you get old at that position at 28, 29. It's like Richard Sherman said he knew it was time to retire. I think he was trying to cover Devontae Smith, and he realized, I can't cover this guy. He's too fast. But I, I, I don't know what the window is where you look at a defensive back and go... I mean, it used to be with a running back, if you got to 10,000 yards, you you were going into the Hall of Fame. Um, that might be the case, again, given the running back position. Yeah, Paul?
4: Stefan Gilmore seems like he did enough work. Mm-hmm. Well-respected yeah. guy. He
1: he won, too. He uh, he won some Super Bowls. I think winning uh, helps. His career kind of started slow. He was
4: a good player in Buffalo and then really hit his peak in New England.
1: Mm. Yeah, Marv. Asante Samuel, he's got a ton of interceptions well, on that. But he could have one more. He could. <laughs> I was going to bring it up, but he, he could. He
4: could trade like 30 for that one. Yeah.
1: Uh, I got the uh, most rushing yards this season, according to DraftKings. You guys want to take a guess? Which running backs will have the most yards? Because Saquon Barkley's now in camp. What kind of year do they expect, according to uh, DraftKings? Todd, I'll start with you. Running back, rushing yards this season.
4: Assuming he doesn't hold out, he's got a big chip on his shoulder, I'm going to give it to Josh Jacobs.
1: Josh Jacobs is not on the list. Whoa. Seton O'Connor. Chubb? Yes. Yes, Seton's got a Chubb. Nick Chubb. Uh, second on the list surprised me a little bit. <laughs> Justin Fields? Jonathan Taylor. No. Oh. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Then Derrick Henry. B. John Robinson. And then Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Most rushing yards for a quarterback, it's Justin Fields. (laughs) Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Anthony Richardson, and then Daniel Jones. Odds to have the most passing touchdowns this season. Patrick Mahomes, we'll take him off the board. (laughs) Man, that's a compliment. We'll take Joe Burrow off the board. We'll take Josh Allen off the board. Aaron Rodgers is next. Oh. And then Justin Herbert. Just some DraftKings odds there for you. A couple of phone calls. And coaches fired midseason. It's a quiz that nobody asked for, but Paulie's going to give it to us. And uh, how many coaches were fired midseason?
4: Last year, there were three. Okay. Can you name the three coaches that were fired? All right. One One. people want to go on real early.
1: Uh, Matt...
4: Rule. Rule. Matt Rule, Carolina, is one of them. Yeah, okay.
1: Yes. Did I take yours, Marvin?
4: No. Nathaniel Hackett?
1: Nathaniel Ooh. How do you beat Young? Wow. Todd.
4: Should have had that one.
1: Yeah, you should have. I try to
4: pretend that never
1: happened in the first place. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then the uh, the other coach fired mid season. Frank Reich. Oh, I'm going to say Frank Reich. How
4: many coaches have been fired... Mid-season. I thought you were
1: going to give us a clue.
4: No, it's, it's, I want to
1: get over <laughs> I know. it. It started with how many, said three, yeah. have been fired. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then you said Frank Reich, and I go, oh, well, that's not the clue. That's the answer. This quiz had, had enough okay. time. Enough <laughs> no airtime.
4: I'm aware. How many coaches have been fired midseason since 2000?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. Memmy. 27. 37. Oh, I had a typo. It's don't you have trouble at the
4: start of a season picturing a coach? By the way, twenty twenty one, two coaches were fired, uh, and both basically for cause: Urban Meyer and John Gruden mid season firings. Yeah, Yeah. big money hirings, big
1: money firings. And that's your coaches fired mid season quiz. (laughs) Brought to you (laughs) by We Love Misery, (laughs) LinkedIn. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today?
2: Good morning, Dan and Danettes. Uh Thanks for taking my phone call. Um, I have a little uh, you know, thought on Northwestern, but I don't know how I follow up
1: the uh, coach-inspired mid-season mm. game show, but I do have the other game show that America's loving is Perplex the Prince. So I have a question for Marvin the Prince. Oh,
5: yeah.
1: um, see if he knows the answer. Maybe this week he wants to phone a friend, though.
2: So it has to do with San Francisco 49er quarterbacks. There are
1: three of them that have had more than 200 TDs for the franchise. Of course, two are Joe Montana and Steve Young. He named the third quarterback that has 200 franchise TDs for his 49ers. John Brody. Bloop, bloop, bloop,
2: Dan, I knew you'd know this. Oh. That's from 1965 to 73. It was perplexed to print.
1: Oh, Wait. my bad. Marvin, did you know John Brody? <laughs> it's John Brody. Yeah, okay, Marvin knew it. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. I I've, I thought it was for the room. My bad. No, no, this is a team. Yeah. Well, it said perplexed the prince, and then I was like, okay. And then that's your last name. It is perplexed. Uh, Rob in Washington. Hi, Rob. What's on your mind?
5: Hey there. Good morning, Dan. Uh,
1: six
2: foot one ninety three. Hey, uh, real quick. Um, uh, I just wanted to. Uh, tell you and the denettes thanks it's always um you know a pleasure to drive in every morning you guys always um uh crack me up um and uh, uh a question you and your man cave have really cool uh, a bunch of cool memorabilia and i was wondering would you ever think about um putting you know an autographed photo or something kind of um uh, unique like um uh, like a signed copy of um, maybe the schedule for the day or something a little more obscure that um, uh, uh, other listeners would be able to to buy?
1: Oh, no. Nah. I don't want to do that. It feels like we ask you to invest in a lot of different things here. Yeah, Pauline. I think if
4: I remember right, for different things at the Mothership, you used to sign SportsCenter scripts. I remember a couple of those went out.
1: I still have the script for episode... 25,000, I think, that I did uh, with Chris Berman and Bob Lee, maybe Stuart Scott. I I kept that script. I have a couple of scripts. I have a couple of scripts that I kept from uh, when I hosted the Super Bowl and a couple of Olympic scripts. Lily in Iowa. Hi, Lily. Hi,
2: Dan. Um, Thanks for taking my call. I was just just wondering a couple things. But I am a woman, so I'm only 5'4". Um, I was watching SportsCenter, and my question for you, Dan, is what was your favorite thing to do at ESPN?
1: My favorite thing to do? Um, I I love the excitement of a live TV show at 11 o'clock at night when you were getting the highlights and and people were tuning in because they hadn't seen the highlights. So I would say that, Lily, that the 11 o'clock, that energy, and it was live, uh that uh, I never tired of that.
2: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. All
1: right. Well, thank you, Lily. Uh, the six o'clock. I didn't have that same kind of excitement when I was doing the early Sports Center. <laughs> not the same. You're not doing highlights. It'd be like uh, Coors Light six pack of questions. Let's bring in John Clayton. John? Yes. He... There was. Well, I obviously never anchored Sports
3: Center. I did get to work at night a bunch, cutting highlights. Yeah. And it was pretty exciting because you were watching like. I don't know, if it was baseball season, you would be assigned to four different games to watch at the same time, and you know there would be a home run or whatever, and you were just cutting audio as fast as possible, making sure that
1: it was an exciting time of night to work. Well, because you would get that highlight, cut the highlight, let's say Ken Griffey Jr. homered, you would race to get that clipped so we could have it at the very end of the like 11.58. It'd be like last commercial break. Oh, Mariners up 3-2. Boom, you show Ken Griffey hitting the highlight. You're Hitting the home run, and your highlight made air. Uh, it, it was a frenetic pace, but it was exciting. and Cool to be a part of the process, you know. Because back then, no social media. You had to tune in to get the highlight of your team. And uh, so you had that built-in audience. We are very lucky. When we come back, Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk will join us. We'll talk about the Saquon situation, Josh Jacobs situation, and a few other items NFL-related. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. King's Hawaiian, making sliders Sunday, the next great weekly mealtime ritual. You don't have to wait till Sunday, but I do like that. uh, Well, we get a head start usually on Friday and sometimes Saturday. And uh, they all here is the recipe inspiration for this week. This is right up Todd's alley. Now, maybe Seton. Kingshawaiian.com. You get recipe inspiration. Jerk chicken sliders. Chicken cutlet. Yeah, I know. Jerk. Uh, seasoning. Paul's Jer- a big jerk chicken guy. Uh, Love it. Jerk chicken sauce, then your favorite coleslaw, and of course a beautiful pineapple ring. All served on the King's Hawaiian original sweet slider buns. Okay. I can do without the pineapple, and I can do without the coleslaw. Oh. Yeah, no. I you know. But my, it's my slider Sunday. It's your slider. You <laughs> don't have to have it yeah. on there if you don't want it. There's no rules. Sl- sl- <laughs> slider Sunday. Uh, Go to the bakery or deli section of your local store, pick up those sweet, fluffy, irresistible Kings Hawaiian rolls, and enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
2: If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would.
4: Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could.
3: You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right-brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie, but it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon- His whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before.
4: We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man.
3: Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself.
4: Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon.
1: The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz. Available digital light technology. It's so smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE dash SUV. He's the popular Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. Former NFL quarterback joining us on the program. Let me start with the Saquon Barkley deal. We like to have a who won and who lost so can you give a win or a loss in this situation to anybody?
5: I don't know if you really can, Dan. You're right. I mean, you know, the, the Giants won. I guess I'm going to say they won. But I also think, like, Saquon Barkley won as well. Like, I sat here in this seat yesterday yesterday. Uh, You know, doing the show with Florio, doing my podcast a little later, banging the table for going, Saquon, don't, don't do this. You know, one, I'm a Giants fan, but two, I'm a really big Saquon Barkley fan as a player and the person. He's done everything right. You know, the sit out a training camp, sit out sit-out-a-year-wait-till-next-year thing, it never works, right? You lose your your craft. You lose your explosive ability that you never get back. So I'm just glad he got in there and he's getting his money. You're never going to get that back. He's got that. And, yeah, the Giants win because he's the most explosive player on their offense, and they got him back on the offense and back on the team here.
1: Any fallout that could affect other running backs?
5: Well... I mean it's messed up the the running back market you know, this is something I've been talking about really for quite some time but you how know, did like, we
1: get here Chris how did yeah, we get where yeah. they're so devalued that right you know. it's a it's a great question
5: you know and, and and you know I think here's here would be the start of it uh, in in my opinion one Mike Shanahan and the zone running system right? That, that, that was the first time we went, whoa, this scheme, they get yards for everybody. Okay, it's 2,000 yards or Terrell Davis, but we can put Johnny, who the hell is this running back, and he gets 1,400 yards. Wow. So yeah. that, I think, was the start of it, right? Then, you know, you look at the last 20 years, you know, the greatest team we saw in the sport for the last 20 years, they never had a marquee running back. They did there early with Corey Dillon, but then it went, you know, running back by committee through the rest of the Patriots dynasty, right? You look at the Chiefs. They've been to three of the last four Super Bowls. It's three different running backs, you know, in three of those Super Bowls. I think some of the high draft picks who have flamed out or bodies have gotten injured, bad contracts, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, things like that. I think it all has kind of got us here to that moment. And last but most important, Dan, Offensive coordinators have found ways to, you know, manipulate offense despite who the running back is, right? Hey, well, we got more wide receiver screens. We got another wide receiver screen. We got a tight end screen. We got a speed sweep. We got a reverse. We could put Debo Samuel at tailback for a few plays. So they have found ways to make up for not having Adrian Peterson or some star stud at that position. And I think that's what's led us to where we are right now.
1: Is there um, any room on the hype train for the Jets or the Lions? Uh,
5: Well, the Jets, I, I will say, I have less questions about the Jets. The Jets are more about can they gel together? You know, can Aaron Rodgers and all the receivers get on the same page and more about you know, they're just, it's, It's. I think I said to you in the spring, the AFC East is as good as I've ever seen it. I don't remember ever the AFC East, let alone the AFC in general, right? So I don't know where that's going to put them, but I think the hype should be real about them. There's not really many position groups you can look at their team and go, mm, I'm not sure about that. The Lions, you know, they're the ones I'm a little bit more worried about. You know, one, I know the offense was good, but how good? Right. I know the offensive line's good. I still question Jared Goff to a degree. It's easy to put up a lot of points and yards when you know your defense is just gonna let points and yards up all the time and you're kind of always in a shootout. And then of course the defense, yeah, got questions about them as well. They were last in football last year. So, you know, the Lions are the team that I worry maybe a little bit more than the Jets about handling the limelight and the uh, all the attention here.
1: How does it go wrong for the Jets?
5: I think you know get out of the gates poorly right got a tough schedule I mean they, they they certainly could be sitting there going whoa we're one and two we're one and three you know you have that Rogers gets dinged up a little bit right then all the naysayers oh why did we trade for him and do give them all the compensation and it just all starts to pile on that's how I would kind of look at it to to go south right uh, I don't expect it to but but I, I think that would be one way I would see it happening.
1: Talking to Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, former NFL quarterback, contributes to Football Night in America. The Packers, I think, are on record saying that they're going to give Jordan Love sort of half the season to figure out what they have. Shouldn't they know what they have with Jordan Love before you're going to say, I got eight or nine games? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think
5: they know to a degree there's expectations, there's optimism, but... You know, as you know, Dan, right? I mean, you, you just don't really know until it's the week-in, week-out grind. Ooh, teams have figured out what we're doing on offense and what Jordan Love likes to throw. What's going to be the next adjustment? Ooh, we had two or three weeks of not very good offensive play, and everybody in the national media and the Green Bay media is all over Jordan Love. How is he okay, going to handle that? Is, but right? how many times,
1: right. as many camps yeah. as you were in, Yeah did you look at a quarterback and then it didn't translate into success on the field or vice versa where you go oh my god i thought this guy was going to be so great or i didn't realize he was going to be so great can you detect how good a quarterback's going to be by being around him for a couple of years in practice uh, you definitely
5: can you can you can you can pick up a lot from that you know one the talent itself and i think jordan love has that talent I think he's got a lot of the mannerisms and you know, the personality like we see where he seems to be very even keeled. They know that too. Right, so I think there's and and so so all of that. Yes, you you can look at that and go, hey, I think we got something here. Right, it's kind of what Atlanta's doing with Desmond Ritter. They don't know, but they go, wait, we like a lot of the things this guy's made of, so we're gonna give it a shot here and see if we can go with it. The Packer situation's a little different, yes, right, um, but yeah, I still think it goes back to okay. Right. All right, we like all these things, but now it's getting, you know, tough, and the season's getting tough, and we've gone through some tough times. Is he going to handle, be able to handle it? He's made some bad mistakes the last two games. Is he going to come out in game three and now be gun-shy, or is he going to come out and be able to play his game, or is it going to be totally affected and not be the same? So I think those are the things you got to get answered,
1: I don't think you can really answer them until, you know, you get through the thick and thin of the NFL season a little bit. Justin Fields uh, has a goal of 4,000 passing yards. That's, that's a big goal. Who's I mean, he throwing is. to?
5: Well, you know, when Darnell Mooney gets back healthy, he's he can go, right? Chase Claypool has superstar traits. Yeah. You know, I think it's, well, yeah, it's, it's the other stuff with Chase Claypool. It's the immaturity off the field and some of that stuff. But, like, when I tell you an Adonis of Adonises, Dan Patrick, like Clay, Chase Claypool, one of those guys, if he walked in your studio, you'd be like, holy crap. That's Chase Claypool, right? And he can fly. And then DJ Moore is a superstar. If DJ Moore is not on the Carolina Panthers the last few years, he is, you know, considered one of the top receivers, at least for my money. So I'm excited for that pairing there. They drafted the kid uh, Visas Jones versus Jones last year in the draft. They got Cole Komet at tight end. So there's some things to work with there, but yeah, his big question is: Can he stand in the pocket and make good throw after good throw consistently with the decisions that go and that that are needed to be had? That's the thing we
1: need to see from Justin Fields this year in year three. Uh, OBJ says that this could be his last year. I don't buy it. Is this I don't attention? Buy it. Did he did he pick up on what I was laying down to get attention? talking about retirement with my career, and he decided that he was going to one-up me.
5: Well, I mean, you know, when Dan Patrick speaks, we all try to jump <laughs> off of Dan Patrick. I mean, you've set the standard yeah. for, for coolness <laughs> out there, right? So, right? Uh, but, no, I think OBJ, um, I know him a little bit through his years here in New York and got a chance to spend some time with him in an interview in Cleveland and the Rams and stuff like that. The, the passion for the sport, is so real and intense that I think what he went through the last year or two, as he said, was, you know, like a huge blow to his soul. You know, this is a guy that, again, he wasn't just like here to be, oh, I'm a good receiver and I'm going to make some money in the NFL. This is a guy that, like, I talked to in year two of his career. Nick, he was flat out, I want to be the best receiver in the history of football and was on that trajectory. So I would say he has a positive year here. They're going to win some games. Baltimore is going to be good. He has good stats. That's going to reinvigorate that love. And he's going to go, wait, what the hell else am I going to do if I don't play football? I can still run 4-3 and be the man out here. So uh, I,
1: I don't buy it once we get going. I was talking about defensive backs. Who's a Hall of Famer? Who's a recent retiree Hall of Famer? Who is maybe a Hall of Famer in waiting at the defensive back position?
5: Okay, that's a, that's a good question. You're catching me on the fly here, but uh, all right. So, um, you know, I, uh, here's one that I got for you that I don't know if people put that. Uh, Akib Talib would be a DB that I would say he's a Hall of Famer for my money. Okay, Akib Talib, what he did for the Broncos, helping them win a Super Bowl, helped the Patriots win a Super Bowl right? I was in Tampa Bay when we drafted him. He was literally, Dan, a day one, first day of training camp. Like, holy crap, he's matching up against the number one receiver and not just like doing okay. Like he's dominating practice and got two interceptions, our first training camp practice. So to me, and he's one of those guys, you just go, Hey, you got him all game long. That would be one that just jumps off, you know, Uh, my mind right off the bat you know Jalen Ramsey of course is headed that way I think Uh, there's some probably some other guys I'm missing too I'm choking under the pressure but Stephon Gilmore Uh, Gilmore I think is going to be yes I think he will be in that conversation as well no doubt about it yeah
1: Um, I, I think he will be when it's all said and done we know that quarterbacks would stay away from Revis Deion Sanders did you have a DB that you purposely stayed away from
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't play enough. I wasn't good enough to always do with that. I was in a lot of meetings where they were telling the (laughs) starting quarterback not to do that. Right. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. If I get in there, I won't, I'm not throwing at him. Don't worry. (laughs) But, but, um, Well, I can tell you Champ Bailey in practice and when I was with the Denver Broncos would scare the crap out of me. I mean, he just – he had great intellect. He had great acceleration. He can mess with your mind. So that was always scary. Namdi Asamoah in his prime with the Raiders, Mm. we were getting ready to play them. Josh McDaniels, the Denver Broncos, all on that football team, we he literally told us on a Tuesday when we had a quarterback meeting, he just said – just if nom over here, we're throwing over here. We're not doing it. It's not worth it. So that was probably like the biggest one in my day. uh, As far as the one I had a face off of that
1: scared me for sure. Good to talk to you as always, bud. We'll talk to you soon.
5: All right, man. Be good. Say hi to the guys. See you,
1: Dan. uh, Chris Sims, pro football talk live co-host with Mike Florio. You can see that show. It precedes ours on Peacock, Uh, Michael in Iowa. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind?
3: Hey Dan, uh,
1: five
3: eight one sixty. Uh, I wanted to weigh in on this
1: uh, defensive back Hall of Fame conversation. I okay. think it's a big piece, of it. and I'm interested to hear your uh, interpretation. the The rules regarding the quarterback, I think, is a big piece that's been missing here in a lot of the national conversation, and
3: and with the running back as well. I think that when you had a guy in the past like Ray Lewis who could scream down the middle on a blitz and take the quarterback out and not worry about the uh, penalty that's
2: going to come with it and then Ed Reed can kind of trap that ball in the air and pick it off and take it back for a touchdown regardless of if he's going to hit the defenseless receiver that might be in his way that, those types of plays I think have been taken out of the game with
1: the rules and i think yeah. that yeah i i so- think that there's certain positions that aren't as necessary as they used to be you know, the middle linebacker, you needed him. Uh, Defense has funneled everything to the middle linebacker. That's why he was in on all these tackles. But would Ray Lewis be playing another position? Would Brian Urlacher be playing another position? Those feel like the last of the Hall of Fame linebackers. Fred Warner with the Niners is a wonderful player. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But I think you know there's certain positions. With you know the um, influx of all the passing attempts and yards here... A defensive back can get more interceptions Uh, because you're passing so much. uh, Your edge rushers can get more sacks. So certain positions are going to benefit because of the new rules. Uh, Kyle in Newport. Hey, Kyle, what's on your mind?
5: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. A uh, six-foot and a teaming 225.
1: I got to know, is there a succession plan with you retiring in four and a half years? The show must go on. Yeah. Can the show keep rolling with Meathead, James Vanderbeek, Ross Tucker, or maybe even who you just had on the show, Chris
5: Sims, or someone in the house? And is Fritzy going to go work for either Jim Rome or Colin Coward?
1: No, Fritzy's loyal. He's not going anywhere. There's no succession plan. This isn't like the TV show Succession. Yes, Eden.
3: Well, that's the funny thing about uh, the Dan Patrick show is that when there's no Dan Patrick, the show must not go on. It it doesn't
1: continue on.
4: That said, uh, marketing people say we, the name has a good brand. We'd love to keep the name, no matter who's like.
1: Yeah, you know. could have you know the Dan Patrick Show featuring Pete. Mm-hmm. Feet. feet. yes, Todd. I guess the side question would be with this studio set up and it's
4: such a lovely studio, is do you see this being used by anyone after the Dan Patrick Show? I don't think so. Or just close up shop altogether and no one would ever use this really facility. Well, I don't
1: know if no one will ever use it. Doesn't have to be that drastic. Somebody may. I don't know. That's probably the number one comment I'm getting so far. Is this going to get used? What's going on with the studio then? I'm just going to keep it. I'll I probably don't... just come here every day and maybe I'll do a fantasy camp where I'll bring in broadcasters and they can uh, you know, like shoot hoops. They can grill out with the Traeger grills. We can do a broadcast here, maybe a podcast. Like a Dan Patrick Show experience. Yeah, where you you you,
3: you'll sit there. Yeah, and you'll be like, "Hey, hey Tim, what's uh, the poll question uh, yeah, today?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is what it was like. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul. yeah
4: Full Sail North, <laughs> the northern campus of Full Sail. Yeah, you know, a little, you have little dorms out back.
1: Mm, no, we're not yeah. gonna have a sleepover camp. They would love it. Full Sail University, yes, the northern branch. Uh, Let's take a break here. You like
3: watching puppies? Yeah. Okay, come
1: on. Let's take a break. Uh, (laughs) Breaking news that has to do with uh, LeBron James and his son. I'll have that for you coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: Terms and conditions apply. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would.
4: I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could.
3: You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself.
4: Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right-brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right-brand bacon.
1: I saw this story about 10 minutes ago. We wanted to follow up to make sure that uh, if there are any other sources that we could uh, talk to. TMZ Sports is reporting, and uh, Sham Sharania, that LeBron James's son, Bronny, was rushed to a hospital after suffering cardiac arrest during a basketball workout. This was yesterday. He was practicing and suffered cardiac arrest. This is according to a, uh, a spokesperson for LeBron James's family telling TMZ Sports. Medical staff able to treat Bronny, taking to the hospital, now in stable condition, no longer in ICU. We ask for respect and privacy for the James family, and we will update media when there is more information. The spokesperson continues saying LeBron and Savannah, LeBron's wife, wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Sports a 911 call, a 911 call, excuse me, a 911 call, was made at 926 a.m. Monday from USC's Galen Center. Uh, that's where the team plays and practices. And that uh, LeBron James's son was unconscious and taken by ambulance to the hospital. According to TMZ sources, they said it was a code three. Code three means that the ambulance lights and sirens are on, which signified the seriousness of the emergency. So once again, Bronny uh, James is in the hospital, no longer in ICU. He is in stable condition, suffering a cardiac arrest. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this. Any other information we can bring you, the fact that they were able to keep this quiet for uh, 20 hours is pretty remarkable. But uh, Bronnie, uh working out, and uh, LeBron and his wife sending out their... Uh, Deepest thanks and appreciation. USC acting upon that to get him to the hospital. All right. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. I always go back. Uh, I was working at Sunday Night Sports Center. And Hank Gathers. This is when Loyola Marymount was the story in college basketball. Their style play, Bo Kimball and uh, Paul Westhead. They had fun. And... uh, I remember we were going to get highlights of Loyola Marymount. I don't think the game was televised, but we had a cameraman out there, freelance cameraman, and he focused on Hank Gathers after a made basket, and Hank backed up and then collapsed right in front of us. And, you know, we had to treat it like it was, that was a news story. It wasn't a basketball story. Now these aren't highlights. This is, where you're watching Hank Gathers die. And, you know, you didn't have the defibrillator. You didn't have all the medical uh, staff there, people being trained in this. And, uh, you know, that's, I just remember, you're, you know, you gear up for a show and you have a rundown. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're going to get highlights of Loyola Marymount. All of a sudden, you're getting video of a game where Hank Collapses and Hank was, you know, one of the best players in the country, going to be a first round draft pick. And you just see him kind of back up, stumble, fall. And I remember Chris Myers was the reporter, and Chris did such a great job because he wasn't planning on covering that story. Next thing you know, he's going to the hospital to cover Hank Gathers fighting for his life. But those things, you know, they happen right in front of us. Uh, Damar Hamlin. Yeah, you know, that's right in front of us, national TV. And at the time, I thought that maybe he got hit in the chest, and and maybe if, you know did he get the wind knocked out of him? And that it turned out that that was what happened. He got hit in the chest, and all of a sudden irregular heartbeat, and he's down. And then when you see players, when when players will take a knee, or when they're trying to shield the player, there's a difference. You take a knee. Somebody could be banged up, got the wind knocked out of them. But when they, you know, they get closer and they realize, or you can just see the facial expressions, then you know it's serious at the time we didn't know. And the fact that the ambulance doesn't take off, and we later found this out. It won't take off until he's been stabilized because you can't have that ambulance rocking back and forth when you're trying to put a needle in somebody, give them an IV, whatever you're trying to give them, administer uh, you know, your services to them. But he's dying right there in front of you. Don't realize it. Hank gathers uh, when you're watching it. At the time, I didn't realize it. But then when you watch it later on, when you understand the severity of it, and you're watching somebody die right in front of you. They brought DeMar Hamlin back to life, but with Hank, and you know we had been given a heads up. He's been given a heads up on his uh, his heart condition, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, Bronny's eighteen years of age, going to USC, bright future, obviously, and we'll keep an eye on any updates that uh, uh, will emerge from this. But hopefully. That update will be that he's able to uh, get out of the hospital. Uh, No need to speculate on coming back from cardiac arrest. Uh, But we've seen this before quite a few times with basketball. You know, Reggie Lewis with the Celtics. I mean, you're just going, you're watching somebody die in front of you. Uh, Coming up next hour, uh, Steve Young will join us. And uh, Brian Harmon, the Open champion, will join us coming up as well. How about an update on the poll results, there, Seton? Yeah, Dad. We threw up this hour. Saquon Barkley won or lost? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Right now,
3: sixty-nine percent of the audience have him losing. Yeah.
1: Mm. Do you want to have a new poll question for the final hour? Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts there?
3: Absolutely. Mm. Uh, Well, we could try to make it a little more positive, uh, which means Todd's are out. Those were certainly
1: yeah. Todd skew and negative. Go surprise. Yeah, but big surprise there. I'm usually a pretty positive guy. Oh, I got to get Marvin's uh, Barbie review as well. We got all the serious things there. That Hour uh, you know. three is usually a very serious hour. For us. Let's try to add a little levity if we can here. Obviously, with what's happened with LeBron James' his son. But Steve Young will join us. And uh, Brian Harmon, back from uh, Royal Liverpool. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address DP at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Two hours in the books on this Tuesday. Final hour on the way right after this. At Bed
2: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.